Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. If this is your first time streaming one of my podcasts, welcome to the Pearls and Pearls family. Now, today I'm going to be sharing with you some business principles that you can apply to your personal finances. Now, if you've ever worked in a business management role or any sort of administration role in a business, I'm sure that you'll know that there are so many different departments and compartments that are so important when it comes to managing a business. Now, some of these things I'm going to speak to you about are things that I believe if you apply them to your personal finances you will have greater control of how you manage your money and you'll also ensure that you're putting yourself in the best financial position possible now let's get into the first principle you need to apply to your personal finances that principle is cash flow management this is one of the bread and butter principles of managing a business if you are not effectively managing your cash flow meaning managing the income that's coming into your business as well as the expenses that are coming out of your business you're quickly going to find yourself struggling to pay your suppliers struggling to pay your staff and it's the same with our personal finances it's crazy to think how many of us do not actually create a plan for how we manage our money we simply go through the month spending away and not really having a handle of how much we're spending and whether we're spending within our actual means so it's really really important to ensure that you are effectively managing your cash flow and there are many ways for you to do this which I will get into later on today but having an awareness of what your income is each month if I was to ask you how much you earn in a month I'm sure you know the answer but if I was to ask you right now what is the total expenses that you have each month do you know the answer to that now if you say no I don't I have no idea then definitely take some time to add up all your fixed expenses so that would be all of the committed expenses that you have to pay every month such as your rent your electricity your council tax if you live in the UK any other insurance that you have to pay every month, all of those fixed expenses that you have in a signed date in the month that you make a payment on that. Also factoring how much you need to spend on food and travel throughout the month as well. So really get a clear idea of what your numbers are. It's so important to know because a lot of the time we say to ourselves, I just need to earn more money. But quite often the issue is not just what we earn, but how we spend, which is why cash flow management is very, very important. I'd even say it's more important than what you earn because so many times I've seen it and I've experienced it for myself where my income was a lot higher than my expenses but because I didn't have a proper plan in place I had no structure to how I manage my finances I would quickly burn through my salary very very easily so definitely making sure that you are effectively managing your cash flow so being aware of how much is coming in and also how much is going out each month and ensuring that you are putting aside reserves making sure that you are saving yes we all know saving will never make you rich but that is not the point you quickly realize how important savings are in a time that you need that money. When an emergency arises and then you realize, damn, yeah, I should have saved. <laughs> and of course, prevention is always better than cure. So why allow yourself to get into a situation that you could have quickly avoided with a little bit of discipline? So definitely effective cash flow management is key. We want to ensure that we are managing our cash flow. Now, the next one is very, very important. And this is something that we have to always ensure that we are assessing. Assessing risks and our level of our tolerance for risk is very important. In a business, you constantly have to do risk assessments for different things, whether it's health risk assessments. But the risk assessment I'm referring to now is a financial risk assessment. Before you acquire any debt, before you take on any additional credit, because credit in, in essence is a debt it is a debt yes you may say oh but you know I'm gonna pay it back 
it is still a debt. You want to make sure that you are not taking on more debt than you can actually handle. And, you know, in our day and age, it's so easy to acquire debt. You have a phone contract, which you pay every month, which can make life easier in a sense, but it can also make things more difficult when you actually take on a contract that you can't actually afford and you're struggling each month to make those payments. And at the same time, when you've signed to a contract, you've, you have, you now have a financial obligation to that company to pay them on that specific date. And if you fail to pay that, of course, there's going to be a consequence. The consequence would be that it's going to affect your credit score negatively because of course you've now acquired an extra debt and you haven't made a payment, you skipped a payment or just not paid anything at all. So definitely thinking about and making sure that you are assessing your level of risk before you take on any contracts, any finance, any debts, any loans, make sure that you are risk assessing that debt. Can I truly pay this debt back within the time frame that I've been given? How difficult will it be for me to pay this back month on month? Will I have to struggle? Will I have to live on the bare minimum? Will I still be able to save if I take out this loan? Really thinking about all of those things. Also assessing how much am I gonna be paying back in interest? What will happen if I fail to miss a payment? on a given month, what would the fees be? So really thinking about and factoring all of these things in, because sometimes, and you have to understand, when you take out a debt, it's very rare that you're actually paying paying back what you've borrowed. A lot of the time you are paying back in interest. So you wanna make sure that your debt, any debt you're taking, you are gonna be able to actually pay that back within the agreed time. Now, the next principle, which is very, very important, and this links to the cash flow management, is accounts and record keeping. For a business, we all know that you have to have accounts and record keeping, and typically you have to keep this for six years. So why don't we do the same with our personal finances? You wanna make sure you understand your accounts. You wanna make sure that you are keeping track of your income and your expenses. One of the greatest ways for you to do this is by utilizing a budgeting app, a budgeting notebook, or keeping track of your expenses in an Excel spreadsheet. There are so many various ways that you can do so. For me personally, what I use is my finance and budgeting tracker. And if you do wanna grab a copy of this, you can head over to www.pearlsandperils.com in my shop and you'll be able to grab one for £2.50. And again, I'll put all of this in the show notes. So if you wanna grab a copy, feel free. And for me, what I love about my new version of the finance tracker, not that I'm trying to sell it to you, but I'll speak about it anyway, is that what I've basically done is, not only can I plan out my income and expenses every single month, but I can also see at the end of the year how much I've spent on different things. So I will be able to see how much I've spent from my housing, how much I've spent from my council tax, my phone bills, my water, how much I've spent on food, travel, etc. So all of the things I've spent on during the year, I will be able to see a total amount at the end of the year. And I'll also be able to see this as the year progresses, which is great. It really shows your reality because a lot of the time when it comes to our spending, we deceive ourselves. We think we spend a lot less than we actually do. So this is very, very important. Keeping track of your account and your record keeping is essential. And making sure you're also checking your transactions in your bank statements. A lot of the time fraud happens and it takes a long time for people to identify this because they don't actually check the bank statements or check out the banking app on your phone. So definitely making sure that you are keeping track of your expenses, that you are keeping track of your transactions as well to ensure that anything that's on your statement is actually you spending it and that it's not fraud. 
So like I said, accounts and record keeping is fundamental. This is gonna allow you to see how much you're spending and it will also allow you to see where you're spending too much or perhaps you're not spending enough on certain things because not every spend you make is necessarily a loss. Sometimes you are, sometimes when we buy things, we're actually purchasing things that are gonna be an investment that are gonna make our lives easier and better and healthier and all that good stuff. So definitely make sure that you are keeping track. When you do this and you actually see your numbers, it's gonna motivate you to actually spend more wisely as opposed to not tracking these things because you just can't be bothered it seems so long but think about it this way you work typically let's say you work 40 hours in a month you get paid 12 times a year if you're an employee and again you want to make sure that you're making the most of that money you're making the most of that time that you are investing in your work you don't want to work 40 hours in a month and then within a couple of days all of your salary is finished and you're struggling and you're having to burn through your savings no you want to ensure that as much as you've put in those 40 hours of work just separating 10 minutes in a week to go through your transactions, to go through what you have spent and to plan how you're gonna spend going forward so that you can make the most of your salary is gonna benefit you tremendously. So don't allow the laziness to hold you back. The next business principle, which is very, very important, is maintaining a good supplier relationship. You wanna ensure that you are paying your bills on time. I'm gonna repeat that once more. You wanna make sure that you are paying your bills on time and that you are maintaining a good relationship with your suppliers, that you are paying your mortgage provider on time, you are paying your landlord on time, you are paying your bills on time. I know that it seems very basic, and if you do this, you probably think, why would you not pay your bills? on time but a lot of people do not prioritize this they don't prioritize their financial obligations and commitments and instead they just kind of go with the flow if they pay the bill today they pay it if they don't they don't but you have to think of the long-term effects I know that a lot of my listeners are young you're in your 20s and I've started to notice that I'm having um I think the age range is 18 to 21 or something like that listening to my podcast right now if you are young it may seem like oh it's okay it's not that deep it's not that important but it is because all of your financial transactions are recorded every time you don't pay a bill on time it is going to appear on your credit report and you don't want to because of just laziness or just not making it a priority to affect your future self because of your current self not being bothered to definitely prioritize paying your bills on time and maintaining a good relationship with the suppliers that you use. Now, this one here, I'm probably gonna trigger some of you guys. (laughs) This one is all about stock management. So typically in a business, Um, maybe two times throughout the year or every um, quarter or every three months, you will have to do a stock or inventory of the kind of products that you have in store. This is the same. So think about it this way. You want to make sure that you are not overloading your house with lots of stock. Now, what is the stock I'm referring to? This could be things like clothes, household appliances. This can be decor, lots of basically all the things that you buy, all the physical things that you buy and you put in your house or you put in your wardrobe. You want to make sure that you don't have more stock than you're actually using. So for example, having lots of clothes that you don't actually wear and you keep saying to yourself, oh yeah, I'm going to wear it, I'm going to wear it, I'm going to wear it and then you never wear it or you buy certain items, you wear it one time and you never wear it again. So from time to time, whether you want to do it every three months or twice a year, 
check through your wardrobe, check through your drawers. If you have things in your attic, go up to the attic, check through those things that you're not actually wearing or using. And why not sell things that people would actually want or re-gift them to someone, not necessarily re-gift, but give them to someone else, give them to charity, utilize them. Don't just have things collecting dust in your house if you know you're not gonna wear it. And one of the great ways to kind of help you to make decisions when it comes to keeping or getting rid of something is really thinking. Would I wear this within the next six months? If the answer is no, then you don't really need to keep it. Now, of course, if it's something like a winter item and it's currently summer, that's different, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. But let's say if you're not gonna wear that thing within the next 12 months, do you really need to keep it? No, you probably don't, especially when you have six plus of the same thing in different colors and you never wear them then probably it's time to sell it, give it away, give it to charity. Or if that thing is broken and it's not in a good condition, it's probably best to put it in the bin if it's not something that can be fixed. So definitely avoid hoarding, avoid holding onto things you don't need. And if you're the kind of person that you go clothes shopping every single month, I'm sure you have a lot of clothes in your wardrobe that you probably never wear or will never wear. So definitely make sure you are tracking your stock in your house and that you are not having more stock than you're actually going to utilize. The next concept is all about assets versus liabilities. Now in a business, you can acquire assets, which which essentially are gonna be things that are gonna increase the capital in your business in some way. Those things are gonna be things that make your business money or they're valuable to your business in some way. An asset is something that adds value. An asset is something that's gonna bring more capital, bring more money into your business. Also, you have things which are liabilities and sometimes our liabilities are things that we need. So a liability could be paying for your house. In a sense, it could be an asset once you've actually paid it off and you now own it fully. Or it could be a liability because of course it's a commitment that you have and you have to pay every single month. So it's important to assess your assets versus your liabilities. And you wanna make sure that you are requiring assets. You wanna make sure that you're not just filling up and using all of your income on liabilities, on all these subscriptions that you don't even use that are adding nothing to your life. That's just taking all of your money and not actually being able to save and invest your money in things that are gonna bring you a return in future. So definitely make sure you assess your assets versus your liabilities. It's very, very important to have an understanding of this. The more assets you require, the more capital, the more money you're gonna have coming into your business. And of course, it's not just about money, but also thinking about things that are gonna add value to your life. So investing in things that are gonna help with your health, with your mental health, with your well-being, and just being able to enjoy life. Listen, the way I see it, life is for living. And you wanna make sure that you live a life that you enjoy, you live a life that you love, and you're not living a life that just feels like a burden, and you're just wondering, you know, when will be my turn to just, you know, say, say bye. (laughs) Essentially, you want to make sure that you're loving the life you live. So it's definitely important to ensure that you are investing in assets, investing in things that are going to help you to develop your skills, things that are going to bring you closer to your goals. The next very, very important business principle is to have a mission for your personal finances. Have a vision for it. Make that vision specific. Have something that guides the way that you manage your money. Have something that you are working towards. It's so important to have a a mission. It's so important to have a vision because it gives you something to work towards. And also, you want to make it as specific as possible. Don't just say, my mission for my personal finances is to be debt-free, full stop. Because I'm sure that you want more than just to be debt free. 
I'm sure there's other things that you want to achieve or acquire. So definitely think very specifically, what do I want for my personal finances? How much money do I need to earn in order to live the lifestyle that I want to live? So really take time to think about what success when it comes to your finances looks like to you. Being specific is key. Writing your mission down. Don't just keep that mission in your head. Write it down. Put it in your financial plan. Put it on your vision board so that it's going to be something you can look at. It's going to be something that you can keep yourself accountable to. This is important. So if you don't have a mission for your personal finances, definitely start thinking about it. Also looking and thinking about things like when would I want to retire? How much money would I need to have in my pension, in my savings, in my investments in order to live the lifestyle that I want to live? So really thinking about all those very, very key factors. Now, the next thing you want to be thinking about is raising your capital. In a business, you never just get to a certain amount and you're like, yeah, we're happy with this. Businesses are always looking for a way to innovate. They're always looking for a way that they can raise capital. And this is the same in your personal finances. You have to be thinking about ways that you can raise your capital, ways that you can reduce your expenses if that is possible, because this is how you're gonna be able to sustain growth within your personal finances. I'm sure nobody wants to earn the same salary for the next 50 years. Even if your current salary is good, having that salary for 50 years or 30 years or 10 years or however long you have left of your working life is not really gonna be enough, especially with the fact that cost of living goes up every single year And there are always going to be other things and other goals that you want to achieve. So always assess ways you can raise your capital. And one of the great ways you can raise your capital and invest in your future is starting to invest. Whether you're going to invest in real estate, whether you're going to invest in the stock market, really thinking about how you can actually use the money you have now to grow your money. How you can start making your money work for you, as Robert Kiyosaki says in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, if you've never read that book, I definitely recommend giving it a read. It's a really, really great book. And it's definitely one of the books that really encouraged me to start getting serious in my finances. So definitely start looking at that. I think it's important, especially when it comes to things like investing, doing your due diligence, really researching into things and not going into it blind. (laughs) Because of course you wanna make sure that you're doing um, smart investments. You wanna make sure that you're not investing in things that are not gonna bring you a return. And I think it's also important to remember that risk. There is always a level of risk in any investment that you make. And anyone who tells you that there is no risk involved, I would question whether that's really true or not. But it's all a matter of managing your risk. Um, It's all a matter of having a risk to reward appetite and thinking about, you know, this risk that I'm taking, what can this give back to me? Am I willing to risk that amount of money? So really factoring and thinking about all of those things is very, very important. And now there are many other principles that I could add, but I just thought those were the key ones that were things that you can start focusing on. If you said to yourself that in 2021, you want to have more control over your finances and the way you manage your money, you want to ensure that you start planning ahead for the future, which is also another principle I didn't speak about, but is very important, having a plan for your money. If you don't have a financial plan, definitely take time to write one down, writing about your current finances, your current savings, debts, habits that you have, and also thinking about, you know, the future plans that you have for your finances on, of course, the strategies you're going to use to accomplish them. Now, I hope that you guys found today's podcast useful. If you did, give it a like, give it a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, let me know in the comments what you guys thought and I will be back with you guys in a week's time. Enjoy the rest of your week and take care.